Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. A race on the radio. Whack FM. All right, ladies, buckle up. What's wrong with being an angry prophet denouncing the hypocrisies of our times? Do you want to be an angry prophet denouncing the hypocrisies of our times? Yeah, I think I'd like to be an angry prophet denouncing the hypocrisies of our times. (laughs) (laughs) Then grab it! Grab it! Turn on, tune in, and drop out. Yeah, I'm, I'm super cool. I never once said, na-da-da. I think everyone wants to know where we came from and how the universe began. You know what I'm saying? I have sinned against you. Hey now! What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is the world's most hated, most racist online show in America. Restart Radio Live, right here live on WAC FM, your music news and talk station. And can we please, ladies and gentlemen, for the love of God, could we please give Tom Cruise his mother freaking respect? If you don't, you're out of here. You're fired. Can we please give Tom Cruise his mother freaking respect? There are people dying out here. They're losing their homes. Tom Cruise. This. Where has this guy been where has this tom cruise been folks if you haven't heard this audio i'm sure you have but no one has given this man his props do i have to be the one to give him his proper due i hear people criticizing him i hear like what a tyrant a tyrant If you listen to what it is he's talking about, you can get by the screaming. Someone out there was screwing up things for a whole lot of people. And Tom Cruise had to put him in check. 
They probably didn't even know what to do with themselves when Tom Cruise lost his mind. Who thought Tom Cruise had no clout? Who out there thought it? Who thought Tom Cruise got no respect? Tom Cruise got all the love. You hear the people, if you can hear them in this audio when I play it, you will hear them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ooh. Milk toast with old Lilliputius. Tom Cruise, what are you, knee high to a grasshopper? Lilliputius, Tom Cruise, probably weighed a buck thirty, <laughs> was putting it on the crew of Mission Impossible 7. Please show this man some respect. I have more respect for him than I ever did. I thought it was over after the Oprah Winfrey jumping on the couch, you know doing a little hand raised over Katie Holmes. Oh, it was done. I was ripping on him. I was destroying him. Tom Cruise got no respect after that. I wouldn't go to the theaters to go see any of his movies. It had to be on demand for free. I maybe watched some... Okay, I did watch The Mummy. I did watch that Mummy movie. But it was on HBO or some nonsense. So I don't think I even paid for it. And that was a colossal disaster. I always thought he was kind of weird. I always thought he was kind of like, you know, very, very to himself. I've never seen this Tom Cruise. Anybody who hates this man, who is hating on this man, must be slapped. In fact, Tom Cruise, we should find out who's hating on you and then have you go to their house and scream on him. <laughs> I am so down with this Tom Cruise. He is my hero now. He is my hero hero now but enough about me let's get into tom cruise let's hear it you, you, you got to hear it if you haven't you're back here in hollywood making movies right now because of us because they believe in us and what we're doing i'm on the phone with every studio at night insurance companies producers and they're looking at us and using us to make their movies we are creating thousands of jobs, you <laughs> <laughs> We are creating thousands of jobs, you mother effers! <laughs> it's not just funny, it's just brilliant! Because you can't really rag on them! There are people, you know, with, with everything it is that's going now, with the way that things are being shut down, like at a whim! Like that, at a whim, shut down. Life over, mortgage not paid. I mean, destitute. He's not even screaming about something for himself. He's not saying you're not following his orders to, to meet needs of himself. You know, you don't have my, you know, what? Did you bring me a tuna melt with the crust on the bread? No, it wasn't even anything like that. He wasn't having a diva moment. He was screaming and hollering about people's livelihood. That he's actually bringing the industry back. He's saving people's lives. By them being there, they're actually putting food on the table. Keeping people in their homes. And there are people at this place getting reckless. Not doing what it is that they're supposed to do. Social distancing or not wearing a mask or, I don't know, licking each other. What the hell? Who cares? It's Hollywood. 
But the point is, is they got to get this stuff together. He's telling them, I don't ever want to see it again. But what's brilliant about this is that he just couldn't let it go. <laughs> he couldn't. See it again. Ever. And if you don't do it, you're fired. And if I see you do it again, you're f***ing gone. And anyone on this crew does it. That's it. And you too. And you too. And you. If you ever f***ing do it again. Now, it, it, according to this, it sounds like he's pointing out like three or four people. And you. And you too. And you too. And you too. If you're definitely you. You, oh, I've never liked you. <laughs> So it wasn't just one guy. You get the impression it's just one dude. It's a group of people acting up, not doing what's required of them. It's going to get the whole thing shut down. But he, go, he goes into the whole thing about what he's really beefing about. That's it. That's it. No apologies. You can tell it to the people that are losing their homes. People are losing their homes. People are losing their homes. And he tells them, I'm beyond your apologies. I don't want to hear another apology from you. I'm beyond that. Now it's if you do it again, you're done. You're gone. F that. And that's why I love it, because he's just telling me he's laying down the law. Apparently they had to have done it a couple of times. That's why he's sick of it. He had to put him on notice. We are not shutting this movie down! Is it understood? If I see it again, you're f***ing gone. And so are you. So you're going to cost him his job. Ooh. I see it on the set, you're gone. And you're gone. That's it. Am I clear? Do you understand what I want? Do you understand the responsibility that you have? Because I will deal with your reason. And if you can't be reasonable, and I can't deal with your logic, you're fine. That's it. That is it. I trust you guys to be here. That's it. I freaking love it. I love it. I mean, you, you can't get any better than that. Who are these people hating on Tom Cruise? Behind this. Who... Who could say that the man was out of bounds? We have to get this guy. Where's my round of applause here? Can we get him a round of applause? I can't even find my round of applause. Ah, it's not going to work. I had it. It was so perfect. There we go. That's my round of applause. There we go. Congratulations, Tom Cruise. I don't know where this guy was. I don't know where you were. I don't know where you were hiding. 
Apparently, the Church of Scientology is closed down. He can't get in there either. <laughs> but he finally showed some gumption. God bless him. I'm not taking this nonsense anymore. Get your ish in gear! <laughs> Rama writes, too bad he couldn't yell at people uh, to patronize their women's <laughs> that woman's restaurant in California that is next door to the movies <laughs> and craft services. <laughs> is that? No, NBC is the one that's next door to that poor woman, Rama. That is not right. That's not right. <laughs> Okay, Mike says, White Mike, what's up, buddy? <laughs> White Mike says, Tom Cruise is trying to save the theater business. Um, if there aren't blockbusters to put uh, butts in seats, all movies are going to streaming. Uh, look at what Warner Brothers did. That's right. I think Warner Brothers is going straight to um, uh, HBO Max. Uh, Dune also. Yeah, uh, that's a big movie. Tom did the right thing, no doubt. Exactly. That's my point. You're 100% right there, Mike. He he did the right thing. Because they're, you know, if, if the industry does go to streaming, I mean, they're going to cut costs because they're going to lose so much money. You're never going to see these $150 million blockbuster films. They can't get made. And if they are getting made, they'll be done literally CGI. I mean, look, nothing against The Mandalorian. I like The Mandalorian. Okay? It's a good show. I still need to continue season one. It's a good show, though. But think of the cost-cutting measures that are going on with the production of that TV show. For a, a mega uh, production company like Lucasfilm. I mean, they're building sets on HD 4K screens so they don't have to go to Indonesia to film something on Tatooine. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the future of, of the movie industry. And a lot of people are going to be out of jobs. So I'd be totally get what Tom Cruise did here. And, and he did it for the right reasons. You know, you could say what it is that you want about Hollywood and the Hollywood elites, but average people, you know, Joe Schmoes, John Q, Jill Q, Public, those people work on there. These people aren't the stars. They're behind the scenes. You know, the guy running the freaking, you know, the, 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 the microphone, you know, some little, you know, at the end of the movie, and this is funny because I, I say this, a little bit off topic. But I'll be at the movies. I remember years ago going to the movies with a girlfriend. And I would watch the credits. And somebody says, why are we sitting here watching the credits? And I'm going, if you were in this movie. And your name was on that screen. And you knew traditionally people walked out while your name was going up there. You kind of feel like you didn't get any respect. You, you're not in front of the camera. You're behind the camera. You made the magic happen that somebody just enjoyed. I owe him the respect to see who did the film. And I thought that Marvel was brilliant. I don't know whether or not it was done on purpose, but I think Marvel was brilliant to put to make you wait through all of that, all of the, tra I mean, the, the, the end credits to finally see that secret scene at the end. I thought it was brilliant of them. It made you sit down and watch it. And after a while, you might see a name you know. I thought it was brilliant. I don't Like I said, I don't know if it was on purpose. But they keep your butts in the seats. 
I never, every time I went to go see a Marvel movie, every, you see some people who really weren't into Marvel, they'd be getting up and they're walking out. You see their husbands or boyfriends who are really into the movies, they're grabbing their girl. So, it's like, what? It's the end credits. No, 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 no. Honey, wait, 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 wait. And the girl will sit there. And then that final piece will come in and they'll be like, oh, yeah, hey. I even saw the name of someone I know during the credits of a Marvel film. There you go, Rama. That's exactly Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you were in that movie, you'd want somebody to see your name up there. Showing that respect. What kind of dipshit goes to Italy, the worst place in Europe, for COVID to film? <laughs> Liberal F-tard. Come on. President-elect Barry, that's not fair. Look. It's it's Mission Impossible 2, or I mean Mission Impossible 7, okay? It's Mission Impossible. Where were they supposed to film it? In Duluth? <laughs> where he's going to go to Baton Rouge? <laughs> it's got to be filmed in some exotic location. That's, that's what you got to do. Nobody says that they can't go all the way out there. Look, I know Tom Cruise is a liberal, but on this one, I'm kind of with him. I can go beyond the politics to agree with him on this one. I, I'm just saying. John Beckman says, I nominate Cruz for an Oscar for that performance. He may not have been acting, John. <laughs> I think he was serious. Is there more to this? Yeah, I think he tones it down on this part. Let me just play this last piece. It's a lot of gaps. That's it, guys. Okay, at this particular point, yeah, he's talking. All right, now he's pontificating. <laughs> now he's just he's just rambling on and on. Now he's telling everybody what he said. He said, the real Mission Impossible is Joe Biden speaking without mumbling like adult. <laughs> that would be true. That would be Mission Impossible 83. <laughs> if we were to count all of his public speaking. <laughs> I just had to get that out there because I heard that earlier today on Kings in the Morning. I had to I, I had to show Tom Cruise some respect. And um, so I did. Uh, folks, we need to get into this. Uh, let's talk about this young lady. Uh, it, it, here's an opportunity where if you're a man, stick around. If you're a lady, might want to leave unless you're a real lady. What's up, uh, Rich Sister? Thank you for joining. You may have joined at the right time. So hear me out. So there's a young lady by the name of Sarah Fuller. Now, I believe she plays in some D-League Vanderbilt football team. Nobody really cares about this team. No one's ever cared about this team. I doubt they make SportsCenter during college football on any level. Any level. 
but they did in the past week or two because of Miss Sarah Fuller. Now first, Miss Sarah Fuller, obviously a woman was on the team. She kicked the first punt ever by a female in a college game. And in that punt, she went, at best, 30 yards. From the footage I watched, the ball actually sailed about 20 yards and then rolled an extra 10. (laughs) This was a punt. (laughs) Probably the worst punt ever recorded in history. Probably. Usually, a college kicker of any rank would have had to have slipped or missed the ball entirely to make it 30 yards. But it was a huge achievement for football because Sarah Fuller kicked this ball. And everyone went crazy. Yes, a girl played on a football team on the college ranks. Shouldn't we do it in the NFL? Because that's what they want. That's what they want. They can't wait. Oh, it was a kickoff. I apologize. Thank you, John Beckman. I I thought it was a punt. It was a kickoff. You're right. My apologies. Thanks for the correction. Uh, Vandy's is always uh, the center of the SEC, uh, but their athletes all have to go to class. Unlike the rest of the SEC. (laughs) That's interesting. But anyway, she's a nobody. The teams are nobodies. But, okay, so it was a kickoff for 30 yards. That's even worse, John Beckman, even with the correction. A kickoff for 30 yards. Sailed 20 feet, 20 yards, and rolled for an extra 10 yards. That's even worse. That being said, so celebrating Sarah Fuller, is a lure. There's a bait and switch that's about to happen, folks. And I'm going to explain to you the reason why I brought up Sarah Fuller is because I want to express to you why no woman should ever grace a football field. Under no circumstances should she. Unless it is the lingerie league. Yes, I'm a sexist. Deal with it. Or an all-women's league with very, very tough questionably lesbian women (laughs) questionably but they should never be on a professional football team college or the professional ranks ever for any reason i don't care what the publicity stunt is never should she grace a football field because if they allow it it will be ladies and gentlemen the end of football as we know it Now, I promised you that I was not going to be much of a conspiracy theorist on this show. I don't like conspiracy theories. But when I tell you that there are dots to be connected here, watch me as I flow. ESPN, MSNBC, whatever the sports network is, with probably the exception of Fox Sports, Sports Illustrated, ESPN, the magazine, all of them have one mission and one mission alone, and that is to destroy football. The NFL goes against everything it is that these morons believe in. 
The NFL, when it stood for patriotism because they celebrated their troops, what did they do? They promoted the kneeling of one Colin Kaepernick. Alienated its fans to its fans started boycotting it and burning jerseys and pretty much telling the NFL to screw off. So the ESPNs and the Sports Illustrators and the ESPN magazines and all the other ones they got what they wanted. They got the first little chip into the NFL. Then Roger Goodell started telling everybody, well, we got to put in uh, racial themes. We have to end racism through the NFL. Not wife beating. We can't do much about that. But we're going to end racism. <laughs> oh, marijuana smoking? Nah, we're going to let them do that. We won't even know. No, no, no. Marijuana smoking, the thug life, yeah, no, 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 leave all that alone. We have to end racism. That we're going to do here at the NFL single-handedly by having people put dead Americans' names on the back of their helmets. And, oh, I'm not, not, don't, let's not forget, putting end racism at every goalpost. That'll lick it. But see, this nonsense with getting a woman on that's going to be the death knell of the NFL, and ESPN wants that more than anything, especially, especially ESPN. What's up, Ali? Let me explain to you how they're going to do it. It's the Super Bowl. It is the most watched event in sports ever. Beats out the World Series every time. Even if the ratings for the Super Bowl are low, they're still better than every other finals of any other sports in the United States of America. It sees tens of millions of people watching it, even if it's in the 80s or 90s or just creeps close to 100 million. It is the most watched sporting event. Can you see it now? Picture it in your minds with me, ladies and gentlemen. Picture it in your mind. Let's use Sarah Fuller in this scenario. Sarah Fuller is on the Detroit Lions. Oh, we're imagining. <laughs> it's the Detroit Lions versus, uh, I don't know, who's another AFC team? Oh, the Jets. Two teams that'll never go. <laughs> because this is imaginary. We're, we're being far-fetched here. So help me while I go a little far-fetched. Sarah Fuller is the field goal kicker for the Detroit Lions against the New York Jets in the Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl 95. <laughs> Sarah Fuller is there. It's a 45-yard kick to win the game. They're down by two points. The Jets have to block this kick. There are only four seconds left on the clock. The defensive lineman sees Sarah Fuller come up to that line. She's shaking off a few butterflies. She's doing her makeup and her eyeliner, whatever it is the broads do on there. <laughs> but she backs up two steps. She comes over to the right. She's ready to kick. This is the ball game, ladies and gentlemen. 
And that Jets defensive lineman, he knows that one of the offensive linemen on the kicking team, they know he's got a bum right knee. And he gets up just a little slow. And I've got, I got a four foot vertical. If I time this ball right, I can leap over that lineman, get right in front of that ball and crush it. Stop that field goal. We could win our first Super Bowl since 1969. And Sarah Fuller is my only obstacle. Sarah Fuller weighs 140, 150. I weigh 220 pounds. I'm all man. All of a sudden, the ball is snapped. The lineman sees it. He jumps. He makes the leap. He doesn't touch anyone. But he leaps too far. Sarah Fuller's right leg comes up to make the kick. He doesn't only block the kick, but he lands right on Sarah Fuller's little feeble leg as it's going up in a 45-degree angle and shatters it. Slam! He blocked the kick. The Jets win. Yeah. I can finally die in peace. I'm okay. I'm happy. I'm running around the house. Yeah. 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 Al Michaels comes on. No, Al Michaels would be gone by then. Joe Buck. Whatever. Who cares? Comes on. All right. Hold on. Hold on. The kicker appears to be down. Oh. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh. That jet lineman shattered her leg. She's, oh, God, it's like spaghetti. Oh, take the camera off of it. She's been injured. Oh, she may never walk again. Let's bring out the stretch. It's the last play. It's the last thing anybody sees in, in, in Super Bowl 95. Sarah Fuller being crushed by a 200-plus pound lineman who had to win the game at all cost at the risk of injuring poor Sarah Fuller. Or for social justice reasons, everybody can just take a knee and let her kick it and win the game so that we all feel better. Whatever the scenario is, ladies and gentlemen, the NFL is finished. Fans are going to hate the NFL for letting either happen. Letting that poor woman go out there to get her leg broken or for taking a knee and allowing a gimme on the biggest stage in sports. I mean, that's it for the NFL. No one will trust it again. If she gets her leg shattered, the 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 offendanistas will lose their freaking mind. 
The lineman will get the linebacker will get death threats. He'd be a pariah in his community. Women's groups would demand his arrest for assault. This all sound crazy? You tell me where I'm nuts. Tell me how this works. We're a female kicker. Oh hell, let's say she's a wide receiver. Matt Stafford comes. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back, he's got one opportunity to throw. Who's wide open? Nobody's covering Sarah Fuller because they know she can't catch. But this day, Sarah Fuller's going to catch that ball. You know how the football gods work. Remember the Terrell Owens game? That made him famous? San Francisco versus Green Bay Packers? He dropped four passes that game. The game-winning touchdown was from Steve Young to Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens saved the game. He dropped four passes in that game. He was a complete stunad that entire game. He couldn't catch a cold. You know how the football gods work. There's Sarah Fuller right there by the goalpost. And you're a cornerback. And you know that you can totally block this. You can get there fast enough before that ball because you know Matt Stafford's going to fling it at her with the slowest of ease so she can make sure that she catches it. But you got to beat on her. You know what? You're like, you know, what you do? You run a full 40 in like 28 seconds, whatever. The point is, is that you're going to crush that poor girl. What happens to him? Huh? You think Sarah Fuller is going to protect the quarterback with a block? Do you think they'll ever make Sarah Fuller a running back? She damn sure can't play the offensive line. You gonna make her tight end a fullback? Nothing. But someone has got to do it. That's the reason why they promoted this girl at Vanderbilt in the way in which they did. Why they couldn't stop talking about her. Because they want to bring this girl into the NFL. Not her, but you know what I mean. They want to bring girls into the NFL. It would be the NFL's undoing. In the world where everything offends everybody? Do you think tackling this poor girl and injuring her is not going to... This this sport is just too rough. This sport, it's just too rough. We got it. We got to stop it. We, can, we can't play this game anymore. No. That poor girl. She broke all the ribs. All of them. You could forget about it. You know damn well it's a wrap.
And they want this to happen. They want this to happen badly. They are excited for this to happen. So they can destroy the game. They no longer have to talk about it. They, can't, they don't have to worry about those rich NFL owners. Those rich white owners. And all the blacks who collect millions of dollars but are somehow still oppressed. With all their endorsement deals. And all their fame and their fancy cars. There's, always a pla- There's already a place for women in the NFL. On the sidelines, half naked, jumping up and down. But that's not enough for them. It's never enough for the aggrieved. That's never enough. We're objectifying them. You know? The ugliest women in the world are opposed to cheerleaders because they look better than them. That's right. You ever ever notice that the people, the people who are most aggrieved by women scantily clad in, with their pom-poms on the sideline are usually the ugliest women in the world. These are not attractive women in any way whatsoever. And we're not just talking physically attractive. We're talking mentally attractive. These people are always upset about something. But tell me, do you agree with my scenario? It would destroy the NFL. It put, it literally, it, it'd be over. The NFL would have to play flag football. Paula Abdul was a Laker girl. Not a player. <laughs> exactly. Was not a point guard. And she made a career out of it. She went from shaking her pom-poms to being forever your girl. <laughs> God bless her. <laughs> I loved me some Paula Abdul for a little while. For a little while. No one else is going to hear that story. <laughs> there are some professions, not for both gender, they are male fashion, they are, and are male fashion designers. Are male. Look, I don't care if a guy wants to get into fashion no more than I care about a guy who wants to be a chef. Now, don't get me wrong. I've got some old school feelings about chefs and fashion designers. I do. And it's not about me calling them gay. That's, that's silly. I'm not trying to make fun of them in that way. I just believe, it's my humble opinion, that those careers are for women. They just are. They just are. Why? Because women know how people should look. At least reasonable, fashionable women. I would trust a woman to dress me before I would trust a man. Why? And, no, no. And this has got to be a woman who does not want me to look like Andy Dick. Okay? I want her to recognize my masculinity. That sometimes I like to keep a little scuff. Right? If a woman could dress me in everyday wear, she could probably dress me in a suit. And a suit's got to make me look dapper. I'm telling you, I've got one guy who will always be the dude. And I'm sorry, I know I'll never be white. Okay, but the guy looked damn good in a suit, and that's Cary Grant. I'll give you a movie. Anybody remember that movie Paycheck with Ben Affleck and Uma Thurman? Anybody remember that movie? Let me tell you something. Ben Affleck, I'm not a big fan, but there's a scene with him in his suit with his little square pocket. He had a Cary Grant look, and I'm telling you, as soon as I saw it, I was like, that's right. That's, 
That's Ben Affleck. That's how you're supposed to look. Do movies, dress like that. You look like a dude because he's got the little chiseled chin with the little dimple. That's how you're supposed to look. That's man right there. Walking in looking dapper. Not that you, you know, with the dudes now walking around with the pants showing their ankles and whatnot. Not, not happening. Dude's got to look, you know, puff your chest out. Waist working. Now, I know there's some guys out there with the beer belly. Cool. You can look all right, too. But he just, that Cary Grant look, that's always going to be, that's the man to me. That guy looks not dapper. He looks clean. He looks clean. You know? Still punch a dude right in the jaw. And still look good doing it. You know? Yeah. He's got that. Yeah. Cary Grant looked like, you know, yeah. I like that look. That's man look right there. Women football players. And men in fashion have one thing in common. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm not reading that. (laughs) Yeah, there are careers uh, for one gender. Oh, I'm just saying there are careers for one gender. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, John Beckman says, uh, is there any muting on this show? No, there's no muting on this show. I'm not muting anybody. You guys come in here because you want to screw me up. I'm, at least I'm engaging you. Usually I don't. For those who are listening just on audio, they don't know that I'm reading the comments. But anyway, so I just wanted to bring that up. I know that I'm right about this whole thing with the uh, Sarah, um, whatever her name is, Sarah Fuller, uh, whatever her nonsense ass is. Um, but that's I, I just had to get that out today because it was on my mind. Um, <clears throat> and... It was just, you know, it was bothering me. Uh, listen, by this guy, this guy Warnock, uh, Senator, or sorry, the Reverend Raphael Warnock, uh, this guy's got a lot of problems. Um, and if he is in any way whatsoever, if he is in any way a possible candidate for the Senate, we've got to worry about him and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, because she's going to take this guy under her wing. He said something that I think, let me get to that audio first. Because he said something that completely flipped me out. Uh, it was a couple of days ago that I talked about Warnock. Yes, here it is. And Warnock is gotten to this little sort of back and forth with Tony Dungy, Hall of Fame coach of the Indianapolis Colts and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Tony Dungy was trying to figure out if Raphael Warnock is a minister, why was he advocating for abortion? Why was he saying that he was pro-choice? It's a valid question. A person who's supposed to be of the cloth and a man of God, some people find it odd that you would have such a distance or separation uh, from the pro-life movement. It, it doesn't seem to make sense. And Tony Dungy had a problem with that. Tony Dungy is considerably religious. Um, and so this it bothered him in some sort of way. And Warnock's response was, look, I affirm that, you know, I believe that, you know, on a woman's right to choose. And in this case, choose abortion. But that being said, I found it odd that During a speech in 2017 from the pulpit, 
Raphael Warnock was talking about the Republicans and a tax bill in which was passed by Donald Trump. It was the tax bill that Donald Trump always references, you know, the biggest tax break for Americans in the history of the country. Well, Warnock was on the pulpit talking about this and preaching about this, and he brought up Herod, King Herod. For those of you who know your religious doctrine, King Herod sent out his troops to kill everyone's firstborn son in an effort to find and kill Jesus Christ. And he compared senators to thugs and child killers. Which again just made me go, huh? As if Warnock has a problem with people killing children? I could have sworn that he was on board for that. Of the United States Senate declared war, launched a vicious and evil attack on the most vulnerable people in America. Herod is on the loose. Herod is a cynical politician who's willing to kill children and kill the children's health program in order to preserve his own wealth and his own power. Now what the F is a woman doing when she aborts her child? Is she protecting her own wealth? <laughs> Even if it's a little, it's still wealth. But listen to that line. I, I, I couldn't believe that he said it and still affirms that he's pro-abortion. In America, Herod is on the loose. Herod is a cynical politician who's willing to kill children. A cynical politician who's willing to kill children is Raphael Warnock. <laughs> Here's the rest of it. And kill the children's health program in order to preserve his own wealth and his own power. The United States Senate decided by a slim majority to pick the pockets of the poor, the sick, the old, and the yet unborn in order to line the pockets of the ultra-rich. And the yet unborn! <laughs> the temerity of this guy! And the yet unborn. Now he's concerned about them? I mean, this guy has got a shot? The polls say that there is a slim margin between him and Loeffler? The old and the yet unborn in order to line the pockets of the ultra-rich. Don't tell me about gangsters and thugs on the streets. There are more gangsters and thugs in Washington, D.C., in the Capitol. Okay, there I agree with him. <laughs> you got one vote. <laughs> but the, the audacity of this dude is amazing. Absolutely amazing. That he is now all of a sudden concerned or would suggest that he was in any way concerned about the unborn. This is the same dude who thinks uh, politicians 
Oh, Palestinians are nonviolent. That's right. I, I did hear about that. He's a moron. I mean, I only brought it up because he's just so dumb. But there is more audio of Raphael Warnock. And whew. Aside from the fact, well, he loves Farrakhan. Okay, so it's not a far throw for him to be an anti-Semite. Not. If we can't live together in the holy city, what in the world are we talking about? We hear everybody, Arabs and Cretans, isn't that what the text says? Speaking about God's deeds of power, but we saw the government of Israel shoot down unarmed Palestinian sisters and brothers like birds of prey. And I don't care who does it, it's wrong. It's wrong to shoot down God's children like they don't matter at all. And it's no more anti-Semitic for me to say that than it is anti-white for me to say that black lives matter. Palestinian lives matter. We need a Pentecostal moment. Now let's be 100% clear. Any church that this moron is a minister at uh, needs to uh, lose its uh, tax-free status uh, because uh, he, he obviously talks politics from the pulpit, which in essence, no, I'm not going to use the word. Yeah, it's it's not supposed to be done. It's not frowned upon because it's not legal. But what he failed to mention in that little diatribe about shooting down Arabs, do you think they were just standing there, Warnock? Do you think the Palestinians were just standing there and the Israelis were just looking down on them and just said, hey, you know, I feel like killing us some Palestinians today. God, God, guys, fire. No, that's not even remotely what happened. Okay? Not even remotely what happened. That audio was from 2018. You can go find out yourself what it is that happened. I don't need to get into that because I hate having to deal with these types of tropes and pieces of garbage anyway. And that's what this guy, Wardock, is. Uh, he's a piece of trash. He is a complete and utter uh, piece of trash. And uh, I just hope he loses. I mean, I know there are going to be some people who vote for him. If the polls are correct, there is a slim uh, margin of victory for Loeffler. Uh, and she could lose. Uh, which would show me the state of Georgia. Uh, and if there's any cheating that takes place this time around, uh, yeah, we could have this guy and AOC uh, in the Senate. Hey, by the way, did anybody know that um, my favorite um, hot Republican is back on the scene? I know y'all going to get mad at me for saying this. That I don't care. You know, who my, who my favorite hot Republican is, is my business. And I will take the slings and arrows. I will take them. Okay, I will take the slings and arrows. Now, I know there are hotter Republicans, but this one, I love this woman. She is slamming. She's always got a hot look on her. She just, I just, I just think she's hot. I just do. Let me see if you recognize her voice. Candidate Barack Obama had promised what was going to happen. He said he was ready to fundamentally transform America. You only fundamentally transform something for which you have disdain. You want to get rid of that thing, that entity, and you want to replace it with something unrecognizable. That's, that's fundamental. And part of the solution is 
an infiltration and an influence in pop culture. That's where common sense constitutional conservatives need to get in there and make a difference because everything is downstream from pop culture, politics, the economy, the way things are marketed. We got to get back out there, not just preaching, you know, to the choir and the four square walls. Get out there in pop culture and change it. Anybody know who that? Yes, that's right. That's my man, President-elect Barry. 100% right. That is Sarah Palin. I love her. Now, look, there are some conservatives out there who are good looking that are really, really hot. I'm not going to lie. You know? But I love me some Sarah Palin. I know some people try to make fun of her. I don't care. Make fun of all you want. You're threatened by her. People who make fun of her are threatened by her. That woman comes from the backwoods of Alaska. Shooting moose. (laughs) Came out on the scene and everybody was watching her. Christy Nome is smoking. Who I don't I think I know who Christy Nome is. Oh yeah, I do know who she is. She is. Uh, you're absolutely right. Christy Nome is high. That's the governor of South uh, uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, North Dakota, right? Christy Nome, North Dakota. It's got to be North Dakota, right? Somebody correct me. But yeah, Christy Nome. I know she's the governor, and she's um. Yeah, because I see her commercials about the uh, about Mount Rushmore, and for some odd reason, for the love of me, love of God, right now, I forgot where Mount Rushmore is. North Dakota, South Dakota, because you put me on the spot trying to remember South. Okay, South Dakota. Okay, I knew it. Damn it, South Dakota. Yeah, Christy Nome is very pretty. She is extremely attractive. I knew it, but yeah, I th- I, I, did, I did see her her um. Her state commercial. She runs those commercials about coming down to South Dakota and come see Mount Rushmore. You're absolutely right. Yeah, she is pretty. She is pretty. Um, and I kind of I don't know much about her. I've seen her on Fox. I've seen her give some interviews on OAN. She actually um, I don't know much about her. Anyway, <clears throat> last thing, folks, before we get out of here, um, Hunter Biden. The uh, the Trump campaign and the press. A secretary, uh, Kaylee McEnany, has been going in on the media about its failure to cover the Hunter Biden story, after which it told us was Russian disinformation, even though they had a laptop, emails, corroborating evidence, corroborating witnesses, men in jail who were business partners of Hunter Biden. We were told that all of it was Russian in disinformation. And Kaylee McEnany <laughs> went in on the press, which is why they don't even cover the press briefings anymore on your TV, because they know she's going to come in and excoriate them. Interesting pre-election and post-election coverage, too, on the Hunter Biden scandal, which was not covered at all uh, by many outlets. Washington Post on October 16th. The headline read, the truth behind the Hunter Biden non-scandal. Now you have the Washington Post headline that says this, Hunter Biden tax probe examining Chinese business deals. Politico, October 19th, Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinformation. That's a favorite. Dozens of former Intel officials say 
false yet again. December 2nd, now Politico reads, Justice Department's interest in Hunter Biden covered more than taxes. Really interesting turn of events. I am good for those who covered what was a story all along and not Russia disinformation. Isn't it, isn't it hypocritical for you to accuse others of disinformation when you spread it every day? That at the end was uh, Jim, uh, what's his name? Jim Acosta from CNN, who did not remotely deal with what it is that Kelly, uh, 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 Kaylee McEnany put up. He has to make this parting shot. Oh, you spread disinformation every day. How do they spread disinformation every day? Everything it is that Donald Trump or Kaylee McEnany say is fact-checked by CNN. So their disinformation it seems to be thwarted at every given moment. So what he's saying is completely untrue. Anyway, by the way, folks, it is curtains. And this is the last thing I'll get into. It is curtains for uh, Miss uh, Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, uh, if AOC has anything to do with it. Now, I want to go on a quick diatribe about this, so hear me out. <clears throat> um, AOC will not be the leader of the party. That goes without saying. But she will make an effort to oust uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi. Who the new leader will be, I don't know. I don't know who the next person in charge or who has that kind of um, gravitas to be the new uh, Speaker of the House. But it will not be Nancy Pelosi. I could be wrong, but I don't believe so. But... Um, Whoever's coming in is going to be extremely radical uh, if AOC has anything to do with it. Uh, she is making it clear she is no longer playing nice. Uh, and by January, we may see somebody else in there. Here's AOC talking about new leadership. Isn't this grounds, though, to take a stand and say, no, I'm sorry, Nancy Pelosi should not be the speaker and Chuck Schumer should not be the leader? Well, you know, I do think that we need new leadership in the Democratic Party. I think one of the things that I have struggled with, I think that a lot of people struggle with, is the internal dynamics of the House has made it such that there's very little option for succession. And so, you know, the answer is yes. The answer is we we need to to shift power. We need to make sure that we have a transition of power in the leadership of the Democratic Party. But how do we ensure that when we shift, we don't even move further to the right? And that's the kind of thing that keeps me up when I think about what we're going to do moving towards the future. So AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, is concerned that the older that the leadership gets, the more that they will uh, capitulate to the right, uh, and they will not go further and further to the left. Folks, this is the reason why children should not be in charge. <clears throat> not because we believe that what should happen is what AOC believes is going to happen, but children should not be in charge. Now, look, I hear this a lot that we should have new leadership. We should get the younger people in there. Yay, young people. No. Okay? I don't want a 20-something running my government. The 20-somethings of today don't know how to get anything done. They only know how to complain. Hey, Shawnee. The only thing they know how to do is complain. That is easy. 
okay? The laziest, and I do mean the laziest, people are liberals. Because all they have to do is be upset and be offended. It's lazy. All they have to be is be oppressed or objected to something they don't like. Oh, I don't like that. And it's easy, they're done. I'm going to post a tweet. I'm going to stomp around to it, and I'm going to post 140 characters about my dismay. It's the laziest people you can be. A liberal. Because you don't have to come up with solutions. So why would I put the fate of our union in the hands of a four-year-old? I wouldn't. So this nonsense that so many people keep talking about, it's like, we need younger leadership. We need the young people to know you don't. That's the goddamn United States of America. Okay? This is a loaded weapon. Do you understand that? The next move we make can either turn us into a socialist country or a more capitalist free trade society. It's a loaded weapon. You make one false move, you could destroy an economy. You can extort you can destroy an entire class of people. Middle, lower, and upper middle class. You could destroy lives. It's a loaded weapon. Everything it is that we do is volatile. It changes the course of the United States of America. You want to put that loaded weapon in the hands of a child? You go right ahead. But remember, a child is vindictive. Especially in a child who's always upset and always offended. You want to put the loaded weapon in that kid's hands? Where the opportunity to actually use it to destroy someone who they don't get along with or who they want to silence? Or they don't believe has a right to speak? You want to put a loaded weapon in the hands of a child who doesn't believe that free speech is for everyone? That certain liberties should only be afforded to the people who agree with them. That's the loaded weapon you want to give them. I don't care what anybody says. You never, ever give a country like this to a child. I wouldn't do it. Now, I'm not suggesting we should use some old antiquated person to do it. No. I wouldn't let some of these people hold on to my remote control to the television. But the reason why adults can't have ish is because there are children around. I wouldn't let these people, oh, never. Ocasio-Cortez, never. I wouldn't give this goddamn country to her. All right, folks, that's our show for tonight. Thank you for joining me. As I always say, radio is free, so we thank you for paying attention. Remember to keep JC in your hearts and in your minds. Sean Patrick, we love you and we miss you. Also, remember that panic is not planning, so plan your work and work your plan. May not always work out for you, but at least you plan. For Mary Ray, while you're bugging, I'm Reese on the radio. Have a good night. And a pleasant tomorrow.
There's only one race on the radio.